0: or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast, where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now, to the show.
1: Hey, everybody. So I want to talk about lifting today, and I want to talk about my own experience with lifting and some changes I'm going to make based on some experiences i've had and i'm a been a proponent of lifting heavy and if you are new if maybe this is the first time you're listening to the podcast a quick brief summary i've lifted i started lifting when i started training back in 2009 and then i got away from it and then i started to come back to it probably in 2016 and You can Google GZCLP lifting. It's a linear progression. I did that for a couple years, and then I was doing some more RPE-based lifting. If you've listened to the podcast with Matt Bickford, B-I-C-K-F-O-R-D, on the Evoke Bike Podcast. And so I've been lifting consistently for probably, what would that be, five years, six years. And last year, I lifted too much and injured my QL One thing I've been noticing is that the heavy lifting, I've put blogs out talking about why I would lift heavy, some of the hormonal benefits, the obvious strength benefit, just the extra gear that it gives you. But I would seem to derail some of my riding with it. And I know part of it can be I have to be really careful being a tall athlete, the biomechanical aspect. Sometimes you have to not only really focus on your form more so than if you're a small athlete not saying small athletes don't have to but you can easily get the weight in the wrong position and if it's heavy it can lead to bad things happening to your body so i was talking to my coach tom today about it and I got away from heavy lifting for a little bit and was doing more kettlebells and body weight work. I just didn't have access to a gym easily with when I had to ride and I enjoyed doing that and it also saved me some time. So I've recently shifted back towards, I've posted this online, three workouts that I put together that is core um, and then focused on a push, pull, squat pattern and a hinge hip movement, basically like a deadlift. And a good thing that Tom and I talked about was lifting, just like cycling, has to be very individualized. And just because there's this ideal best case scenario, lift heavy, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best for everyone. And Sometimes the second best option, you know, lifting kettlebells and I ordered a 60-pound weight vest and I'm going to be able to squat 120 pounds, that might be the best option for you as an athlete. And I thought about it this way too. If somebody had – and actually, excuse me, not 120 pounds. I have two 50-pound – 160 pounds I can squat – The weight will be all centrally located on my body. I'm actually really pumped to toy around with this tomorrow. But imagine if somebody, you know, 160 pounds to squat is not that much, especially when people are squatting way more than that and way more if you're uh, a lifter, weight bodybuilder. But imagine if you walked over to something and someone's like, hey, man, pick that up. And it was 160 pounds. It's a bag that said 160 pounds. You'd be like, dude, I'm not going to pick that up. It's 160 pounds. 160 pounds is a lot of weight. But we don't think of it as a lot when we squat because in that world, it's not a lot. But now if you lift and ride, you know that benefit. You know how you just feel like you can push through the pedal stronger, your foot, the strength that you gain in your feet from like the weight and the tension also on your muscles when you're riding, I think that's what the big benefit for me is. You're not putting nearly as much force anywhere near as much when you're riding a bike. Even if you were to go stomp out 600 watts for two minutes, the force comparison is much, much lower. So think about what if you went and picked up that 160 pounds, but instead of doing really heavy weight for five reps, what if you did 160 pounds more for... 10 to 15 reps that's still way less revolutions than on a bike when you're stomping out watts so i'm starting to think maybe just having the tension on the muscles you know you're not going to miss out on adding that much more um from what i've gathered from talking to tom and from looking at some other things like you're not going to have less motor units you're not going to be less strong you might be able to have less force but you're not even putting out that much force on the bike anyways so does it matter maybe as endurance athletes we don't need as heavy but we need more mid-weight and a few more reps i don't know that answer and i don't think anybody does to the fullest extent because it has to be so individualized but it goes back to maybe if the super heavyweight was the best thing. If it's taking me away from riding, and if it's not making me feel good, then it's not the best thing for me. So just some interesting ways to think about this. I'm really excited to see how this goes. And if I could, I like the gym, but in the past two times I went, I was thinking, oh, I gotta go to the gym. I don't want training to be that way. And yes, I agree. Sometimes you're like, oh, I gotta get on the train or you just gotta go do it. That's okay. So I went to the gym and I did it. But if you're always feeling that, You know, you got to get out of that cycle somehow. And that's why I'm just telling everybody who's stuck on a trainer, just get to spring. You're almost there. You're so close. So with that, I encourage you, you know, now this is the time of the year anyways, you might be switching from two times a week lifting to one time a week. Or maybe you're going from two heavy to one heavy and one more maintenance. Or maybe you're starting to do, I've been looking at some more lateral movements. I posted in the Discord some adduction movements and uh, I think that a horse squat is an interesting thing I've never done just going down and holding it there that seems to open up the hips a little bit also which is great but going back and doing more caustic squats and when I'm lifting heavy you have to take a decent amount of time between each lift so lifting less weight means less recovery time which means there's more time in that session to do these little uh, working on the activating, you know, your glutes and your abductors and adductors and all the things that are going to make you a strong cyclist overall. So it's seeing that varied picture. And there was one more thing about variation in training. Oh, you know, this will, I'll save it for another podcast of why I do think athletes should ride steady state intervals still. You know, I don't want – I'm a huge proponent of variation and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, but I'll make a separate podcast about familiarity and training and variation and why even though we've been talking a lot about over-unders and doing your VO2 max, I don't want us saying over-unders are good for you to interpret that as steady state is bad. I do believe over-unders are better for changing the physiology of increasing your FTP. That does not mean that steady state has no place in your training. So I'll make a separate podcast on that hopefully you are following us and getting the videos on instagram we've been posting a lot of short quick hitting information that you can take down in 30 seconds or less that'll help you get faster the longer format is the blog the youtube videos and if you could do us a favor if you're listening to this podcast please leave us a review five stars would be great if you think we earned it and we will talk to you soon see ya